Hey guys, welcome to another East Coast Rams podcast. I am your co-host Ashton here with my awesome co-host Zach. Um, I don't know if you have ever seen the awesome show, uh, the animated one, Rick and Morty. Uh, there's a character, uh, Mr. Meeseeks, and he says existence is pain. And I feel like uh, that's what being a Rams fan right now is. Uh, and my coworker quotes that all the time. And I'm just like, you know, I'm feeling a lot of pain. And uh, I think one therapy session we had last week wasn't enough. Uh, we, we need to go through something. And, uh, yeah, man, a brutal game. How are you doing? Just wh- where's your head at with, uh, with everything? Yeah, I mean, I've – I. This we're recording on Tuesday, so we've kind of had you know 48 hours to kind of ingest the the loss, the 20 to three loss against Green Bay, um, to a team that is very beatable. This and we, we could have won this. We could have we could have won this game easily Terrible. if we had a different quarterback. We'll go into that later. But we knew this team. And this you know I've been very optimistic about this team going in since since the get go, but. We all knew that this team was going to be a struggle bus this year. We all knew this going in, that the defense was not elite. It was not a top 10 defense, even though they've played fairly close to a top 10 defense for most of this this period. But our offense has not even been close to what it should have been. Mm. We even saw we saw more sparks when we or more sparks when we didn't have Cooper Cup than we have with Cooper Cup. So I I am now at the point where I am no longer mad. I'm no longer frustrated or really irritated at this team. I'm slightly disappointed because I think it could be better than what it than what we've seen. But I'm at the point where it is what it is. We got a, we got, you know, eight more week, eight more games and we're just going to have to play it out. Yeah. Uh so, uh, guys, we're going to break down the game first and then talk about news. The game's not going to take long because, you know, just like the Rams drives, they didn't last long. So uh, uh, the overview, not going to be a lot to talk about. Uh, simple. Uh, and then uh, we'll go into news and uh, we'll talk about kind of like our opinions on uh, the state of the team and the season. And the Rams and kinda- did not disappoint. On giving us news right before this podcast. Yes, the Rams are very generous with understanding our recording schedule, Zach. They hold the news just for before our podcast, and uh, we appreciate them uh, for being so diligent in recognizing our schedule because I'm sure they listen to us every week. Uh, just on a sidebar, thanks everyone who does that does watch and listen. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about this game. Green Bay 23. Um, Zach, uh, just going to be frank, the worst offensive performance I've seen by the Rams since the 2018 Super Bowl. That was, I thought it was going to be bad uh, whenever Rippin got announced as starter. I didn't even think he was, in my opinion, Ain't nothing against the guy personally. Didn't even think he was up to a level of a practice squad quarterback, uh, in my personal opinion. Now, I can be wrong. Team sees him a lot more than me. I'm um, definitely open to the fact that they had da- data points, information that I didn't know about. But I hate the excuse, and this team has used it a few times in certain situations, that, oh, he's from the system. He's been in the system for a few months since training camp. You know, the system, they're familiar. If they're not it, and you know who that player is over a long period of time, they're not it. And they're. it's very rare in the league for a player to just magically be great. Once you know who they are, Outside of injuries, they are who they are. Um, some caveats, but for the most part, that situation. And I think we kind of saw last year when he was with the Broncos, who Rippin was, 
I didn't even think he was good enough for practice squad, but like if they would have signed him to a practice squad and kept him there as a fourth string quarterback, not awful. Like if you get to your fourth string, that's what you expect. As your second string and as your backup, Zach, that was atrocious, even for a backup. That is not – he was missing wide open throws, just not being able to complete reads. Uh, the run running game couldn't do anything either uh, against a very porous defensive line. Now, credit to them, that D-line looked pumped up. That The Green Bay team did look juiced to get a win, like they wanted the win more. Credit to them for coming out and playing, especially that D-line. But even then, like, you got to be able to throw because that secondary's all beat the heck. Uh, they had a lot of players out. They just traded their best corner, and he couldn't throw past five yards. He could barely throw five yards in an NFL game, and it was just – I it wasn't good, Zach. I didn't think we should have went into this game in the situation to start with, but we did. Stafford got hurt, and uh, the team lost a game that, honestly, with probably 40 other quarterbacks, they would have won. Sure. And, you know, we, we're in this situation not because the Rams chose Rippon to be their, their second string. We, gotta re- we have to kind of remember that he was going to be third string. They were going to keep three quarterbacks. He was going to be the third quarterback. Um, we should have had Brett uh, Stetson Bennett. He is not with the Rams right now, may not be with the Rams in the future. We'll see how that all plays out. So the Rams were stuck in kind of a a predicament at the beginning of the season. You have a fully healthy Matthew Stafford, and then you you have Brett Rippon. Okay. You know, as as bad of a decision as you think that it was going to be, this team wasn't going to go out to find a backup quarterback. Um, I think even if you try to get Carson Wentz, I think he probably would have been maybe a little bit more expensive than he was now. Um, Maybe. Who knows? Maybe Carson Wentz didn't even want to play for the Rams. I put that out there as a kind of a conspiracy theory. Who knows? We'll we'll talk about that. But we'll we'll talk about Rippon though. Rippon had a few decent things. He was able to scramble out a couple of times um, and pick up you know some some decent yardage. But that was that was few and far between. Um, he had a really nice throw to Cooper Cup. Again, one throw is not the end all be all for this team. But man, I mean, when you know when the when the when Green Bay knows all you're going to try to do is run the ball, and the Rams did heavily try to run the ball. They that it was going to be the opportunity of for the for the Green Bay's defense to pick on that. Um, you know, we had some good movement kind of in the first the the first drive that the Rams had. Um, they were able. Daryl Henderson was the one leading that charge, and he was able to pick up, you know, five, four yards per carry for that first drive. Um, then they got to that weird third and inches, um, and they decided to do a sweep with uh, Ben Skoranek and not really sure why that was a good thing to do. Or maybe that was the second drive. But either way, that wasn't a good thing to do, and that completely blew up in its face. So – Yes, this offense was terrible. It was it was no good. Cooper Cup wasn't good. I mean, I, I I was watching him. He was missing his tackles. I get it was rainy. It wasn't cold. I mean, I guess cold if it was rainy in fifties. But you know, maybe maybe it had to do with that. There were players kind of slipping around as the rain was going, but it was just bad. He missed two snaps, um, fum- missed snaps, two fumbles. One of them he recovered. One he didn't. Um, the interception. Um, it was it was bad, and he never should have been put in that position to to even do. Um, but it was the hand the Rams decided that that they wanted to deal. Yeah, I get the argument that like he shouldn't have been in that position, and it's not his fault. I agree. It's still on the Rams for keeping him as QB two. Like, I just don't think when you know a guy is QB three practice squad at where like he. He should be there if the backup quarterback gets hurt. And then you just need someone with an arm. Uh, But, like, I just thought going into this game, like, they kind of just overlooked the position as a whole because of Bennett's absence. And it costed us a game. It really – this was a winnable game. 
because uh, the defense did keep us in this game for a good amount of time. And then it just it got out of hand because, you know, like they could stack the box and we have a running back from the practice squad and a guy we pulled up off the couch. They've done good. Don't get me wrong. But if you're expecting to go run heavy with those two guys and not be able to throw the ball at all against a defense that can stack the box, like most NFL teams will not be able to accomplish that. And, you know, it's not on the running backs. It's just on the situation that you put yourself in by making those decisions at the beginning of the season. Yeah, totally, totally agree with you there. Um, I got very frustrated kind of after the game more with the Rams fans on, you know, X, where they were basically saying that we need to fire Morris. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's he plays too soft. Um, and what I just, is he supposed I, to do? <laughs> like, I mean, here's the thing. Like, I get that we lost 20 to three to a Green Bay team. But like when you're when your defense is playing for 35 of the 60 minutes that you that you're allotted, like you just kept getting put back on the field and they kept making plays. I mean, you know, they had four sacks. Um, what was it? Two turnovers, three turnovers. Like they, they were doing what they were supposed to do, but that all gets wiped away when, you know, it's green Bay Packers, the one scoring all the points on you. Um, very frustrating. I mean, they, they kept it to a 10 to three game up until the, uh, up until the fourth quarter. So I mean, did you did you even see Samuel L. Jackson's tweet? Apparently, he's a Rams fan, um, and he basically said, "When do we need to start looking at the Rams' coachings as the problem?" So you even got Samuel L. Jackson commenting on this now. Whether he was directing oh, yeah. it towards McVay or he was directing it towards you know Raheem Morris, like it was kind of interesting. But yeah, Samuel L. Jackson's now even getting into. Uh, getting into I mean, how I I think there is an area where you can be critical of McVay and the way he has played the offense this year and sure. to be frank the last two years right and even half of 21 like last three years he's had maybe a 10 game stretch of being really great uh with his offensive scheme uh like hit or miss in 21 uh but, like, talking about Morris and, like, I just feel like some of these people are a little nuts for the way they look at the game and how it unfolded. And then wanting to blame the defense. Like, the offense couldn't move at all. They were putting the defense in terrible situations constantly on the field. And, yeah, some, it, you know, uh, players had a bad game when you're constantly on the field. Uh, uh yeah i mean the only highlights of this game was the defense um you know honestly i didn't think akella witherspoon played all that great but he no did, his he was game a, season. but he was able to you know um get that fumble recovery uh so i mean he was just in the right right spot at the right time to just literally just got like handed to him basically um but, yeah, fumbles you know, haven't gone our way this year, so that was they nice. haven't. But it was nice that we got that. Uh, Byron Young had a really good game. I mean, he had Great. two sacks, to ten total tackles. Uh, Kobe Turner again. It's these rookies that are coming out of the woodwork. You know, we got Steve Avila, we have Kobe Turner, we have Byron Young, we have Puka Nakua. Like these are the names that we're seeing week to week to week that are becoming better than they were the previous week. Uh, Puka Nakua just beat Cooper cup in his rookie, uh, reception receptions. Yeah. Um, so that's just, it's, it's fantastic that we're finding these nuggets now so that when we can make the better play, when we can able to spend on more talent on the areas that we need, we still need to fix that offensive line, whether you like it or not, you know, we have Steve Avila. He's going to be a cornerstone to this. We have Rob Havenstein. He's a cornerstone to this. You know, we even have Coleman Shelton, who I think is a, a cornerstone. But I still think that we need to focus on some of those other positions. And Dotson, he's he's good too. But I but you know we don't have a lot of depth when one of our guys goes down. But then we really still need to look at that left tackle spot. Like that's still a struggle where we yeah. need to have some. Alert Jackson has um, struggled. Uh, 
so to say, in the second half season. Uh, well, he's he's kind of struggled since he's had his injury. Like, I mean, yeah. he kind of went down, and then since he came back, it's he hasn't really been the same. Um, and then obviously Aaron Donald had Aaron Donald day too. So uh, it was just really good to see. Like, the defense did play really well. They just got yeah. dealt a bad hand, which, again, I think that was kind of the same last year too. The, the Rams didn't have a bad defense. I mean, they still had Leonard Floyd. They still had Jalen Ramsey. They still had these these pieces. Um, but it's again, when our offense can't stay on the field to give our defense a break, you're going to wear down the other side, the other side. Yeah. It was just porous. Like one of, one of the worst, uh, just unable to, uh, throw down the field at all. They were unable to execute any like, uh, plays when it comes to like screens or like you mentioned jet sweep earlier, uh, just bad blocking. Uh, the Did line uh, didn't have a great day. Uh, at certain point, I, I do feel like Ripon uh, tended to hold it way too long. Started getting happy feet, and then he would like throw it into the ground. I'm like, yeah, you, you, you got to at least get it on frame on fourth sure. down. Like if you're throwing on fourth down. Get it on frame. Like, if the wide receiver doesn't make play, he doesn't make play. Uh, but, like, if you're just throwing it into the ground, like, you're, you're not ready to be an NFL quarterback. Yeah. Did you also notice that uh, for the first time that uh, our kicker actually kicked the kickoff? Haversick was actually the one kicking off and not uh, Evans, which I thought was interesting. I mean, I know Evans last week kind of had that um, – that ankle injury, but uh, I thought, I thought that was kind of interesting, but then Havisick also missed one of his field goal attempts too. So um, we, it is, it is what it is, but it did kick to, he did kick a really nice 50 yarder, um, you know, the first go around. Yeah. Hopefully oh. gets the miss out of his system. Uh, like I'm not like typically a kicker in his first year, is rocky like we talked about this a few pods ago where like uh with teams that draft a kicker like 17 out of 20 of them like the kicker didn't stay with the team and they moved on and ended up being great like you got to give them a little breathing room um that doesn't really apply with veterans even though i i still don't think the Rams should have cut maher uh but you know Get, if you're signing this guy, give him a chance, give him breathing. Now, if he misses like three or four in one game, that's when you get very concerned. But uh, we're not in that situation yet. So good game by him. Our punter is really good, Zach. I mean, kind of. I mean, shoot. I mean, he was kicking, you know, he was averaging 44, 45 yards. But, um, yeah, I mean, he had a he had a nice at least 165-yarder. Um, if yeah. not two of them. So um, he did a, He did an excellent job there. He kind of got put in a bad, he got put in one bad spot um, because they tried to do a delay of game and uh, Green Bay was like, yeah, that's not, we're not going to let you take it back. So he had to kind of cut, he had kind of had a hit short. So um, it is what it is there, but um, all in all, terrible game, no good, very bad day. Um, but defense wasn't the problem. And Zach, uh, my uh, tradition of driving and losing continues. Stop driving. I'm just going to say. I, I don't, I maybe I need to not listen to the game when I'm driving. I'm two and 12 now. Two and 12. It's, it's killing me. Killing I was us. zero You're and killing seven. Us. I was zero and seven in 21. That was a trope. Like, I felt, oh. So maybe when I'm driving in two weeks, we can win. Uh, I'm sorry, Zach. All right, we're just gonna. You just need to not drive. Just stay there. Just stay wherever you're at till it's over. It's four hours, and then drive after that. Um, all right, so let's talk about the news of the day. Uh, the Rams yep, are bringing on Carson Wentz, former Eagles, former Colts. Former Commanders, Carson Wentz, the number two overall pick in the 2016 NFL Draft, just after the Rams picked Jared Goff. Uh, 
Um, so interesting, interesting play here. Rams Twitter or Rams X, whatever you want to call it. Rams social media in general um, is uh, very split on this. Uh, there are plenty of fans who are excited about this, think that this should have been done a long time ago, which it should have. Uh, we we all know if you were gonna if you were gonna pick Carson Wentz, it should have been done at least a week ago, if not multiple weeks ago. You know when you found out Stenson Bennett wasn't going to be on the roster, probably a good choice time to um, actually make this play. But um, yeah. it is what it is. He is here now. Um, what are your initial thoughts? So. This is one of the rare occasions where I'm kind of in the middle. Um, I think as a backup QB, Wentz is one of the best options in the NFL, but he was asking too much. So I understand from a GM perspective not wanting to spend on him. I do think the second they thought Stafford might have not been able to go, they should have signed him I mean, just have after, him play. I mean, after the Colts game. I mean, that was the yeah. big one where they should have thought, uh, maybe we need to look into this. I mean, he looked bad at that game that we were at. Like, we were watching him limp all over the place. Yeah. That's when they definitely should have should have done that. But sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah no. Uh, so I do live in Virginia, which means uh, I do see a lot of Washington games on the television. And, yeah, I mean – he has had a rocky two, three years, um, especially as a starter. Uh, his decision-making can be off. Uh, he's a very much a one-read kind of guy. He's similar to Goff. Now, he's more mobile than Goff, so he can make things happen off script. Uh, but he, while doing that, his decision-making is so bad. Like He causes a lot of fumbles, which... Now, let me just say for all the people saying this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Guys, calm down. I get his TD, the interception ratio is similar to Stafford's in the last two years. One, Stafford didn't have an O-line one of those years and had a shoulder injury. And two, uh, I'm pretty sure uh, Wentz had a ton more fumbles, uh, a lot of fumbles. So, like... I, I do think it's good. I think he's one of the best free agents you can get as a backup QB. And uh, I think he would have been better off the streets starting than uh, whatever amount of preparation Ripon got to perform the way he did. Because, you know, uh, if you don't have talent, it doesn't matter the amount of preparation. He has talent. He's in the NFL, but top tier talents so let me go through carson one stats real quick and then i'll give my kind of opinion on it because i have a and you, you know me i've got my own weird opinions about things but carson one stats so since he's been in in 2016 he was obviously mostly with the uh eagles uh went on that nice super bowl run until he was injured uh we all know the story nick Foles came in magic time you know greatness there then he came back and really was never really the same after that season. Uh, but he's played in 93 games over the those course of those years. 62.6% uh, completion rate, uh, 22,000 passing yards, 1,300 rushing yards for QB, uh, 151 passing touchdowns, and 10 rushing touchdowns. His average rating was about an 80, 89.3%. Um, so, you know, fairly fine. He's, he's a, he's a good, good option when it comes to this backup quarterback spot. Um, this is a similar situation to the Baker Mayfield of last year, um, bringing in somebody and hopefully this can be somewhere where, you know, if he proves himself, this could be a good comp pick that we get, you know, moving forward. Um, I know that there's been a lot of people on Twitter going over the last almost year now, um, ever pretty much since Baker Mayfield joined the club um, for that short period that the Rams should be picking up Carson Wentz. It's a, you know, the NFL is kind of a weird place to be at. Um, but 
I don't know how many people really wanted it just because of the 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 golf comparison. Um, I don't know if the Rams wanted it last year just because they, you know, just a year and a half ago they had golf and it was always the comparison between the two players. Who was the better quarterback? You know, because you were one and two of the same draft year. Every time they faced off, it was always kind of this weird, wonky battle between the two. Um, but I don't know. I guess I'm a, I, you know, I've been a golf apologist. I've said this on the podcast many, many times. Um, I think that's the reason why I didn't, I don't, I didn't want this to be a fruition. I didn't want this to come is because I like golf. I feel like he was done kind of dirty by the Rams. You know, he was, he was a good quarterback who took him to the Super Bowl. obviously didn't win that Super Bowl. Um, and kind of, you know, did have a couple down years. They traded him away. The Rams get Matthew Stafford. We win a Super Bowl. But now that Goff is on the Lions and he's going in the upper trajectory. So, you know, it is what it is. I'm going to support Wentz as he's here. If he's getting the opportunity to play, I want I want the Rams to win. No matter what, I want this Rams team to win games. And if we have to go through Carson Wentz to do so, then let's do it. Let's Let's get this done. Yeah, I'll just touch on the golf thing for a second. Like, again, two different situations. Uh, golf took six years to get to where he is now. And I think the Ram, this organization knew golf was a good QB, a lot of talent. That's why they drafted him. But he wasn't going to be ready in the timetable that the Rams were to win a Super Bowl. And 2018 proved that to him. Like, he kind of crumbled uh, in that Patriots game. And in 2019, he wasn't ever able to kind of mentally rebound in a way that the Rams wanted him to. Um, they ended up getting Stafford, which they thought would be mentally prepared and it physically able to uh, kind of drive this team to Super Bowl. And he did. Uh, and it worked out for both sides. We've talked about this many times. Uh, I don't think this should have an impact on really whether or not they sign Wentz because Wentz had his own uh, points of contention on the Eagles, on Washington, in Indianapolis. And to be frank, some of those teams were not good that he got put on, and he got put in a lot of bad situations and then start getting put in like situations where he was clearly a bridge quarterback in the Indy. Uh, well, he was, but at the same time, he always had a good offensive line. And I, I don't know what – that was just a weird year for the Colts. I mean, the Colts have had weird years, um, especially since Andrew Lux left. Um, but I don't know – I. There's this also history of injury history that Wentz has. Um, yeah. He has been prone to to some pretty severe injuries. So, I mean, he I, he's played maybe one full season with a team, um, which is you know it it shows. But I mean, as a backup, as a backup, like me and you, if he plays one or two games, I think <laughs> a lot better than Brett Rippin. Uh, oh, for I sure. And again, like I said, my, 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 I had a lot of biases prior to the season. Now that we're in the season and we need someone and we've seen what our backups look like, then yes, we definitely needed, we needed him last week. Um, we needed him two weeks ago, just in case, um, yeah. you know, maybe Dallas could have been different, you know, if Stafford knew that he had someone more reliable to take the reins, even though Stafford's a tough guy and he probably wouldn't have given up if he, if he could, but things could be a little different if we went a different route earlier. Yeah. Uh, who knows? But uh, guys, we got Carson Wentz. Uh, hopefully he can learn the playbook and be ready this in, in two weeks. If Stafford can't go against Seattle, um, we always play Seattle hard, whether we're good or bad. So hopefully that trend continues because we definitely – I'm going to be honest, Zach, uh, and we can kind of segue into future team now. Um, if this team wants a playoff spot, they probably can only lose two games, max, two. Two. And if you look at the schedule, there's three games to be worried about, realistically. I mean, if you go through the schedule, we got um, 
we have the Ravens, we have the Browns, and we have the 49ers. Those are our three biggest games we have left of this season that are almost automatic losses. And we can only lose two of them. Um, and that doesn't even count. You know, we still have Seattle again. We're going to have a Arizona game that's going to have Kyle Murray back. Um, you know, there there's going to be things down the road that we're going to have to figure out. Uh, but there's at least three games that are almost at this point automatic losses until we can, unless we can figure things out quickly. Um, yeah. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how the how things all play out. Um, we won't be getting Kyron Williams back until week 12. So he'll be out one more week because of IR, but we should be getting back. We should, based on what McVeigh has said, we should be getting Havenstein back. We should be getting Stafford back, um, assuming he can grip the ball. Uh, you know, we should be getting a lot of these players back at least by week 11 and then Kyron Williams by week 12. Yeah. So, Let's let's say Zach, uh, uh, we win. Hmm. We have what seven games left? Uh, do we have seven? I we have eight. Seven. Eight. eight, eight. So Zach, let's say we lose five out of the eight. Five and oh, let's say we go three and five, which I think would be. At the rate they're playing, the average amount they're playing, I would say they end three and five. Uh, that puts the Rams at six and ten. Uh, probably pick nine, ten, maybe eleven. Um, could be lower than that, depending on how the NFC shakes out. But NFC is really bad. So let's say. It's a moderate rest of the season, three and five. We end six and ten. Like next year, what direction should they go in free agency? Like, do you uh, focus on a line and just pay for an O line and uh, pay for an edge rusher? Because we have 70 mil. That's like, what, four or five players? For you, that's like three top tier free agents, and then like two moderate guys. Is so what, what I'm looking, at, yeah, I mean, I don't, I think so. I mean, I think you look at the left tackle spot and see if there's anybody that you can possibly get at free agency as far as left tackles go. Um, I think that's a big need. Um, I think another big need is in the wide receiver game. I figured you could do. Two on offense and the mo the rest on defense. If we're looking for five players, um, because on on offense on the offensive line, I think you don't want to have too many rookies on that offensive line or too many inexperienced. I mean, we already have Steve Avila, who has shown himself he is a he's an NFL caliber player, um, and we have Dotson. And again, like we've already talked about this, but I again our left tackle. I think we need someone. Um, I don't think you just want to get someone out of the draft to be a left tackle. Maybe get one to start learning, so that you know you can you can get that guy into the rotation to be a left tackle. Yeah. Um, but so I uh, free agents at uh, if you want to talk about left tackle, uh, you got Tyron Smith of the Dallas Cowboys. I, I definitely think um, he would be a noteworthy signing, uh, and he's valued around twelve mil, which I, I think that kind of sounds uh, correct. And then uh, Dwayne Brown from the Jets. I'm I'm not as big on Brown. I would be okay with that um, as kind of like a stopgap if it's a one or two year deal. Um, and then you have Cornel Cheese. I cannot say his name. Lucas of Washington. Cornelius Lucas of Washington. I actually think Cornelius Lucas, uh, from when I watch Commanders games, uh, not not bad. He's not great. So you you have one really good left tackle, uh, Smith, that I I think they should try to go after Zach, uh, especially after this year. If you want to make a push for a Super Bowl, you want kind of like an anchor on that left side, and he would be a good anchor. 
He's old. He's 32. But for linemen, we saw with big wit, like you could get three years out of him. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think I would be good with that. Um, again, like you could get somebody and still get someone in the draft to kind of start learning the process. And maybe you do get a really good out of the draft. But you, if you're going to be competitive, that left tackle spot is going to be crucial, um, especially if we're going to continue on with Matthew Stafford. Yeah, if I'm guessing this Rams team, they're going to want to – pick a high value like a uh, skill position um, and they're going to want to try to get the line paid off in free agency if they can help it. Uh, Jason Kelsey is the other guy who hasn't been re-signed by the Eagles. If we could get Jason Kelsey, Zach, and Tyron Smith like that, that that's a good old line. Yeah, I, I don't I just don't think that they're going to Jason Kelsey would be gr- amazing. Don't get me wrong would be great. I just don't foresee the Rams doing that with who they, I mean, they have Coleman Shelton, they have uh, Brian Allen. Um, I know, but I don't, I don't foresee them really going away from those two. Um, I think after this year with injuries, it's possible. It's possible. And and like, I almost, if we're looking at, if, if we're looking at five players, if we have five positions, I really think left tackle, wide receiver, and then if I go to the defense side, I would say edge to to counter Byron Young, um, a defensive lineman to help AD out, um, and then I guess a corner um, as well. Yeah, I, I just feel like they're going to throw money at this problem because O-line has been a problem now two years in a row, especially that tackle spot. But so. but I but we have found like I said I think we're we're close we're three of five or four of five there I think Steve Avila is always good is consistently going to get better Dotson has actually been really good at yeah. this Havenstein is good I know he's you know he he is going up there in age but like I think he's still good left tackle that's and those are our two weakest spots I would say um, our center hasn't been horrible. Um, but it could, they, we could elevate that spot. But if the Rams are trying to be creative and trying to figure out ways that we can do it, that's where, where I'm at. I'm just saying, if you sign those two, that would be a top five O line. Uh, that would be, a, and you wouldn't need the draft one in uh, the first round. You could get one in the third round, like a tackle, and have them sit uh, behind Tyron Smith. Uh, but let's kind of talk about a uh, free agents. Uh, when it comes to kind of like uh, skilled positions. Uh, we can start with edge because I, I think that's a consensus uh, where we can kind of go. Uh, you got Leonard Williams. Uh, he's the m- most expensive uh, at 29 from Seattle. Uh, we'll see if Seattle gives him a contract or not. But Daniil Hunter, I think a lot of people have been interested about him. Around the Rams, Marcus Davenport, Carl Lawson as uh, some defensive ends. Um, Jerome Baker, Zadarius Smith, uh, any of those people, uh, Leonard Floyd, uh, any of those people kind of wet your whistle, so to say, for Edge? I, I, you know... I need someone who's gonna who's gonna really prove themselves at this spot. Like I said, I, I you know, Byron Young is he's been playing excellent. We just need someone to counter him. Hoyt's not the answer. We we we've seen it happen. It's it's not. So honestly, I would rather I would take almost any of them. Um, Daniil Hunter, man, I I think that would well, be good. I yeah, I mean, I, I definitely would agree. You know, if if there's a way that we could still get you know Brian Burns to come over, I think that would be that would be great too. So you're not uh, getting him without a few first round picks. Right. So I don't know. I think the Rams are going to make some moves. They're definitely going to have to make some moves, especially if they're going to, if they want to be as competitive as, as everyone keeps saying they're going to be in 24, 25. Do you think they go after wide receiver in free agency? I think you almost have to, um, because I don't know. It's, I feel like you need another, I think you do, and I think you want someone. 
I do. And, I, you know, I love Cup, and I think he's going to be great. I love Pukunuku. I think he's great. Tutu Atwell has not been as utilized as, we, as he probably should, but that's also because I think they're targeting more Puka than they are targeting Tutu. Um, ben Skronix, you know, he's great. He's a gadget player, but he's not he's not the end-all, be-all. So I think you're going to have to find a, you know, another wide receiver, you know, three, um, you know, the Brian Cooks or somebody that can fill that role so that we can really truly have kind of what we had when we had Cup, Woods, and Cook. I mean, that's been our best wide receiver trio, you know, since, you know, really the greatest show on turf. So, like, I would want to focus on somebody, especially, like, you know, when we, we did the Super Bowl, like, we already had Cooper Cup. And we already had Robert Woods, and then we decided that we were also going to get OBJ. Just so happens that you know OBJ goes down, or that uh, Robert Woods goes down the same week that we get him. But um, you know the Rams are always trying to find that triple threat weapon, uh, yeah. and Tutu has had sparks, but I just don't know if he's that player. Yeah. So let's talk about potential wide receiver threes then in free agency that the Rams could uh, kind of target. Top dog is Mike Evans. He's going to get a lot of interest. He's How old uh, is he? Been, is he 29? He's 30. 30. 30. 30. Okay. Yeah, 30. So on the older side, so that will uh, make him a little bit cheaper than your like in prime wide receiver, but he's a really great possession. I, I still think, unlike Allen Robinson, you haven't seen any down years from him. He has been consistently good the last four or five years, and uh, I, I wouldn't be opposed. I, I think that would be a great uh, triple threat with him, Cup, uh, Puka, uh, kind of all rounding it out. And he's a, a little bit more physical than Puka and Cup, so I think that could help uh, against certain coverages uh, kind of round out. But there's other interesting options. OBJ uh, could definitely see a reunion there if uh, uh, Baltimore isn't really working out, which they have been slow to adopt using him. Curtis Samuel, solid Washington wide receiver. I, I feel like that's very meh in my opinion. I think he – I wouldn't be opposed to it. I – He's, he's fine. Tyler Boyd. Uh, I really like Tyler Boyd. He is 29, kind of underutilized in that sense of the offense. I don't know if he would want to come here since we already clearly have a one and two and he's looking yeah. for opportunity to be a one. Uh, so I, I would. Yeah, I when, you, when you're when you're going up against, you know, um, T Higgins and, and Chase, and then you come over to Puka and Cooper Cup, you know, kind of what it is what it is kind of similar in that aspect yeah uh kendrick born new england wide receiver uh i like him uh he's not great but he, he's good for third wide receiver uh, i'm trying to think of anyone else paris campbell has shown flashes um he's with the giants right now i like him uh josh reynolds i don't know if they want to kick the tires on that Noah Brown uh Houston wide receiver 28 uh really good uh route runner uh he's starting to see a lot more use in Houston so uh that's an option uh any of these people uh fit your fancy uh, I mean, all the, all the ones that you listed I think Mike Evans and Tyler Boyd are the the two that I kind of I kind of like um you know, again, it's like, do they want to come into a system where they're really going to be fighting for our wide receiver two slash three? I mean, Puka is clearly wide receiver two, but if you bring in someone like Mike Evans, if you bring in someone um, like Tyler Boyd, um, where does that does that change anything? You have a more veteran presence on that team. When when you look at Puka and you look at Tutu, yes, Tutu's been there for a couple of years, but really he's getting his first shot really this year. Um, so. You know that that's just where I go with that. I like those two choices. Other than that, I mean, I don't see OBJ coming back. I don't see Josh Reynolds coming back. Um, as much as it sounds great, uh, the Rams love just... bringing back old players. Well, that's true, but usually they they 
find old players who don't have a home um, is really what they like to bring back. So um, yeah. well, assuming that they find other places for them, I, I don't, I don't foresee, I don't really foresee them bringing them yeah. back. Hey, uh, you also don't know how the draft happens too. Like uh, they could very well sign a veteran wide receiver that's cheap and then uh, a wide receiver prospect they weren't expecting falls in their lap, and they're like, got to draft them. Hey, well, the draft know, is they, weird. If you draft a, you know, a Puka Nakua, um, and he becomes, you know, a star overnight pretty much. Well, so I mean – very, very interesting stuff that we got going on. Lots of stuff to keep going on as we keep, you know, week by week, we're, we're finding less and less to talk about if the Rams continue not to, to find victories. So we're going to keep on discussing our potential 2024, 24, 25 uh, Rams. Yeah. yeah, it's easier to talk about next year because, you know, it's hopefully less pain. Yes, I uh, we we gotta we gotta figure ourselves out, but I'm gonna keep pushing okay. for them to win. I know a lot of people think that they should tank or that they are tanking no. or things like that. Uh, I think getting Carson Wentz now kind of puts that out of the picture a little bit, though. I think they should have done this a lot sooner. Um, Better and, late than this, never. I don't know. You know, we were if we would have won against Green Bay we would have had a way better shot at getting the playoffs than we do now. So, I mean, it was either, it was either ripping or dresser win. And um, I have a feeling dresser win probably would have looked worse somehow. Yeah. I, and I, I imagine in, you know, now both uh, ripping and dresser win are no longer with the Rams. So the Rams do only currently have two quarterbacks in Matthew Stafford and Carson Wentz. You know, so unless something happens within the next two weeks, I'm sure they'll probably pick up somebody off the practice squad. But if they don't, that you pretty much means Matthew Stafford should be pretty healthy. Um, though I would be interested to know what the Rams' backup emergency quarterback spot would be if something happened to both of those guys. Um, hopefully, that does not happen. Uh, I think they said it was Cup. Hey, I was really, I really thought I put out a tweet right before the game that I really thought he was going to throw a touchdown. And if they would have gotten in the red zone, boy, oh boy, do I think that that would have probably been a been something that would have happened. But we will never know because we could never get there. Uh, I'm having flashbacks of 21 with some of those bad trick plays, man. Mm. Well, I mean, oh, we did have OBJ a bad trick play that play. got. The old, we got one bad this year, and you know it was good that we got the touch or that we got two point conversion, but it's bad because that's what Stafford fully got injured. So. Oh man, bummer with that. But I think that's going to wrap it up with this week's episode of the East Coast Rams podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you to every single person who likes, subscribes, and follows us. We love doing this each and every week. We love interacting with you guys on Twitter. It's been fun. I've had a lot of interaction, both positive and you know not as positive, but not negative um, over the last 48 hours. So it's been fun to, to uh, get to talk to you guys on the X, on the threads, on the Instagram. So please make sure you're following us on each one of those platforms. If you're listening to the audio podcast, please make sure you go to youtube.com slash at East coast Rams. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like subscribe, smash that bell. Always get notified when we put a new video out uh we do this each and every week so big thank you to everyone who does that thank you for you yes you yes you who are doing that right now uh so ashton anything you want to say before we we wrap up yeah guys uh just remember there's still a chance uh positive vibes until the last you know till dying breath and uh yeah, man. Uh, hopefully uh, we can keep on the positive trajectory. We've gotten a lot of support. Uh, podcast is growing and uh, we love it. It's just enjoying it. And uh, Zach, in our fantasy league, I'm on a hot streak lately. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, my coworker pulled up uh, 
upset I was hoping for. So uh, we're closer to scores. I'm only two games below you now after starting off like one and four. So. Yeah. Yeah. My first place now, I'm definitely in second place after this one. So um, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, We'll see how it goes. Oh, you play me this week. So. uh, Oh, well then I definitely need to get on the waiver wires tonight. Oh, Um, actually I play my brother-in-law, but looking forward to it. Which he's also giving me some crazy random trades, which is just (laughs) insane. Uh, So I just keep ignoring them because I just, I, I don't, I can't even, I don't even, I don't even, I feel bad declining it just because I can't, I can't do it. But anyways, um, it is a bye week this week. So the Rams will not play a game this Sunday. So we can all have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Um, It is Veterans Day weekend. So please make sure that you say thank you to those who made the, who, you know, makes the sacrifice of leaving their family Uh, for those family members who have lost someone and made that ultimate sacrifice, please make sure that you thank someone in the military. Uh, Ashton, you're in the military. So thank you for the service that you provide to us. Uh, I got my Rams uh, old salute to service hat on. Yeah. Um, So that is also this weekend uh, salute to service uh, for the NFL. So, you know, again, just big thanks to everyone who, who does support this country. Uh, to allow us to be free and to allow us to do things like this. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. Appreciate all the the hard work for the men and women out there. Uh, like I said, who, who, you know, give up their time, give up, you know, the other things that they could be doing to support our country. So big appreciation yeah. to that. Who uh, drive six hours, you know, once a month and, Listen to the Rams get crushed while they're driving after a hard day of work. Um, brutal, but, you know, I, I love it. I wouldn't change it for the world. Uh, it's such an honor sometimes to uh, serve my state, and uh, I we try to have fun while doing it, get prepared, and uh, help protect us from that crazy world out there. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So big thank you. Uh, so because we're on a bye, we will be back for next week's episode. We, we will preview uh, the home game against Seattle. Um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be weird. I think the Rams can pull off a win. That's my tease for next week. So make sure you listen. Um, and I'll give my explanation to that then. But for now, we will say see ya next week and enjoy this lovely weather we're having outside. And as always, we say, whose house? Rams Rams house. house.